Welcome to ATR Rising Sun Above the Rings podcast, covering our favorite promotion across the Pacific Ocean, New Japan Pro Wrestling. I'm your host, Sam the SLB. And alongside me, as always, is Ethan, the man in black. Please make sure you hit that like, subscribe, and follow us for more New Japan and other wrestling content on YouTube. And where all you get your podcast, G1 is come and gone. Probably one of the most, one of the best tournaments out there in the wrestling landscape. Ethan, it was a good, it was a, it was a pretty solid tournament this year. It was. Yeah. The, I've seen some people in X uh, saying it, some people liked it. Some people kind of liked it. Depending on, I mean, I, I enjoyed it there. I mean, there was a couple of nights I was like, fuck, this is boring. <laughs> there were some yeah. nights I was like, oh, especially the evil Finley. Like no one cared about that match. Well, we got a lot of evil to talk about. Oh fuck! I oh, know. So we're gonna we're not gonna talk about the whole tournament. Just so everyone knows, we're gonna talk about uh, quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. But before we get into that, uh, I'm gonna go through the New Japan uh, uh, schedule for the next uh, month. Um, as of recording, and by the time this drops, um, the 19th and 20th All Star Junior Festival in the USA and the Impact in New Japan's Multiverse United Two will have come and gone. We'll talk about that in a later show. Um, but from Friday, September 8th to about October 8th, we have Road to Destruction. And uh, Monday, October 9th, we have Destruction Raigoku. Yeah, they got, um, sorry, so they got <coughs> one in to- uh, Kobe, two before. So Tech Ledger's two tours, I guess, Destruction tours. Yeah, I did see that broken up. Um, and then they have uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Tamashi, I hope I pronounced that right. Friday, September fifteenth, over in Sydney, Australia. So, um, coming to the end <laughs> of the year, looks like some other tournaments coming up as well, especially with uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom less than six months away. Fuck. All right. So, <laughs> like we said, um, we're going to cover the quarterfinals, semifinals, and finals. You know, overall, and I think I said this to you, Ethan. Not the way I thought things were going to go. However, I'm not mad. I'm not mad with how things have gone. Um, well, let's kick this off, Ethan. We're going to go through the uh, quarterfinal matches. Sweet. Um, all right, hold on one sec. I got I to gotta bring them up because I forgot. <laughs> uh, G1. He... Did you like the quarterfinals and semifinals? Like, do you think they should bring that back? Or I like this. You know, if they have enough talent, especially when you bring people from AEW, you bring people from uh, NOAA, um, it's nice to have people sprinkled in. Um, make it feel like a big deal. You know, COVID is coming and gone. I mean, even if something happens where, I don't know, their roster gets really small for one reason or another, I don't know. Oh, yeah, Eddie Kingston came in. Eddie Kingston had some bangers. Um, the kid over from um, Pro Wrestling Noah. Um, Kid to kill me. Yeah, another one. Had incredible matches. So, kind of like the Junior Festival where they brought people from all over the all over the world, you know, different, different promotions being able to show off their talent. I think this would be a good opportunity if they want to keep it, th- I think they should keep it this big. I like the way this was laid out. Me too. I did. 
I like the uh, Jewish and Thunder Liger think they should have died died it down a little. But honestly, I like the four blocks, not like last year that was so fucking confusing. Uh, I wish they brought. I think they could keep going with this. I don't know if you're in the same boat or not. I think they should keep going with the fours, honestly. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Stick with the four. All right, so quarterfinals. Am I going in order of how this? Yeah, goes? we'll just go, we'll just go down the line. You know, whatever you have written down. All right. So unfortunately, the C block runner-up Evil beats A block winner one IWGB World Champs not sixteen at sixteen seconds. <laughs> I hated this. So this is what I'm going to say about this season because I know we're both not fans of Evil right now, especially taking on his counterpart Sonata. But when I, I said this, Sonata was not getting far in these in these finals. No, I didn't call that either. He was not getting far. But when you looked at the layout, how else would have he gotten? I mean, how else would have he gotten beaten fairly without looking like? What's the word I'm looking for here? Um, you don't want him to look weak because he's the champion. So I think in lieu, and I'm not saying the match was great at all either, but I think when you look at who took him out and how it was done. I mean, I think this was maybe the best best case scenario. I mean, who else would have you had pin Sonata in the finals? That's true. Though, see, honestly, out of the four blocks, A block was like the easiest. Well, I mean, I didn't predict Sonata. Spoiler alert. Um, well, I mean, like Sonata had like pretty much easy path to the quarterfinals. Like he pretty much got the first place with two matches left. Like honestly, he had the easiest road. If I'm being honest, but um. I thought this match sucked ass. Like the 16 minutes, like come on. But uh, it sounds like a challenger for destruction, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, pretty much evil, you know, and we'll talk about his other match, which I think was even worse um, shortly. Yeah. Wasn't a fan of it. But again, I think this is the best way to get Sonata uh, to drop. Out of these matches, I mean, evil and Sonata had good matches before. I think this was like the fourth or fifth time they fought. This was garbage, honestly. It's that House of Torture bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if we if we didn't have this House of Torture shit, Evil would have been like he was good, like even L.A.J. But I don't know. I just ever since he's done this House of Torture bullshit, I can't get into him anymore. I think the only way this would have been better. Now we're talking about this. Um, had he taken on David Finley, because David Finley could have weaselled his way into winning without the way House of Torture has been doing it. Because House of Torture, and I'm going to say this, it might upset a couple people. This is like prime 2000s, 2010s Vince McMahon booking. And we just lost yours. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just a lot of, you know, from what Evil does, it's almost every single time. It's like the whole crew comes out. It's just like, it's like... You know what's gonna happen? You're like, what the hell? I don't. I will. I hate saying this, but I'm gonna give Evil credit. He actually pinned him clean. Unfortunately, but I'll take it. Small step. Maybe, and maybe who knows? That maybe that's a future uh, challenger for Sonata. Maybe that's the way Sonata's oh. going to. Uh, I don't want to say lose the title, but you know, maybe that's another uh, match. Don't throw that out Christmas there, Sam. <laughs> I'm but not gonna I... put it into the into the uh um yeah, the wrestling atmosphere so let's hop over to the next match since i know we have more evil to talk about later um uh, kazuchika okada taking on and defeating Zack saber jr 
Yeah, let's go. I love these. This team. I'll tell about each picks after, but spoiler, just this one of them. These two never had bad matches. I mean, these went this one 21 minutes, 46 seconds. It was a quick 21 minutes. Honestly, like I, I joke with you, same like when I was telling you the quarterfinals, like it was all champions pretty much, except for Evil and Naito and Hikaleo. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, it was pretty much like a champions elimination tournament, pretty much. But if I kind of figured, I knew Okada was gonna advance, but I kind of wish actually. But at least he got out of the block action finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things. Yeah, they don't have any bad matches, these two. Um, if there was any... Ma- I don't know, that's not a lie. If there's, there's, this is one of those two matches where you saw it and you knew you were getting something special. Yep. Um, nothing bad <clears throat> about this one. This is this was a def- the, definitely a banger. This was a banger. This was ba- I, I, I kind of... A little... <laughs> Me... <laughs> was hoping Saxon actually would move on to the semifinals. Like, don't, I like Okada, and we'll talk about the finals in a bit, but honestly, he did not need the G1 win this year. Hot take. I don't... Probably going to piss some people off. No, uh, and that's understandable. You know, we've talked about this for a while, and we'll talk about the finals, but Okada's been up there for a long time. I mean, how many finals has he been in the last 10 years? Four. Like, I mean, let if me... he won this year, this would have been his fifth, and tied with Chono. Yeah. So unless they're gonna give him that record, um, he they're, they're they're going to. Let's just be honest, Sam. They're going to. I mean, he he does deserve it. But I hopefully we can see Zach back in the finals because I know a few years back, if I'm not mistaken, he was and he didn't win. No, he never got out. So for G one, he never got a block action. Am I am I mixing that up with the um, New Japan Cup? Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm confusing that with. Oh, New Japan Cup, that's him. That's him. But G1, he's never, this is the first year that he's got out of uh, block action. Like, if they do quarterfinals and stuff. But okay. Of course, the one year he actually gets out, he gets eliminated. Like, fuck. <laughs> I did call the quarterfinals. I call. I did call this one right, though. No, sorry, you did. I called the next one, which I'll get to in a sec. Yeah, next one. David Finley taking on and getting defeated by our boy, Will Ospreay. He did. You made me proud, Will, but we'll talk about his semifinal match in a minute because that fuck you, Naito. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll get. To, I'll talk about what me and what I why I said that. I like that a little spoiler. We'll get nine run, but I really I get this one seven out of ten. Like I said this before, I don't. I kind of hate the interference, but with Finley, like it wasn't too bad. And I like how United Empire comes in and Cobb. Ocon's like, all right, throw me on the top rope, and Cobb's like, okay. So he just big body drops him over the top rope. Yeah. Like, oh, no. flying. Oh, flying, oh, yeah this one this this match here really i did enjoy it um i mean 17 minutes that's pretty quick uh, by the way the, the quarterfinal stuff were all no title limits by the way yeah yeah i did enjoy this i was kind of hoping elp would have made it in the finals if i'm not mistaken that was my prediction those two would meet again you did um, call that you did predict that i mean you caught this is the quarterfinal match I did get right, by the way. So we we kind of got some quarterfinals right, but I was like, oh shit! I when I looked again, I was like, oh fuck! <laughs> but I mean, they, these two had great matches. This is the second time me, but I I kind of like this one a little more than their Burning Spear one last year. Yeah, a little bit better, not much, or it's just a third, second or third. But anyway, this this was the best of the matches. Yeah. Um... Oh, this is pretty solid. This is, I mean, Will Ospreay. I mean, and I'm hoping David Finley. 
you know, even though he is, you know, the leader of the Bullet Club, we get to see him in, I mean, what he was good at doing. Not that he's not good um, right now, but I feel like he's very character-driven. I think he needs to, you know, uh, emulate his, you know, wrestling prowess a lot more, too, um, as leader of the Bullet Club. You know, the same way that, you know, Jay White did and AJ Styles and Kenny Omega uh, and Prince Devitt. Devitt did. Um, last but not least, Tetsuya, Naito, Tetsuya Naito. Wow, I am like stuffy <laughs> or something right now. Taking on defeating who I think was the least likely of this crew to be in the G1 finals, Hikaleo. Good for him. Yeah, let's go, brother. <laughs> Honestly, I did not have him winning. I Honestly, I had Shooter and to Kimia coming out of the blocks, but Kimia didn't. Thanks, Narita. Um, I, I, everybody was, I remember I looked on Twitter, everybody's giving shit about Hikaleo. I mean, who cares? Like, fuck off. Um, I actually really enjoyed this. I mean, it was kind of predictable in a good way, but Naito, I mean, they these two, well, Hikaleo just looked like a beast. I, I Naito was selling the shit out for him, and then got, I thought Hikaleo had him beat a few times. Like, oh shit, another upset. Yeah, and this was the thing here about, you know, the quarterfinals. Look at the quarterfinals, and a lot of these people have been with the company for a real long time. And I was hoping to see more, like, of the Hikaleos, of the Shota Umino's, you know, the younger talent showing up and making their way up the ranks. But maybe we're at that point where this is they're still leaning heavily on the, you know, the guys who've been there a little longer. Well, what do you think? Yeah, what do you think? A block was saying that was that was young block. It says for Chase on Sonata, but still. <laughs> no, 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 I understand that, but I mean, in regards to, you know, moving up into the finals. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, I was glad. I was glad though. I mean, I wish. It, I mean, I could have wished it was Shooter, but I mean, I'll take the loss. But I'm glad Hikaleo. I mean, I wish when he had to show up, boys. I wish he had a little longer than like three and a half weeks. Because Kenta literally lost it like three and a half weeks later. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I enjoyed this match. I think the best, uh, you know, you know, I'm, I I told you one thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna back up quickly. If you had to pick um, Ethan picks from the quarterfinals, which one are you suggesting to people, or which ones are you suggesting to people? Okada Saber. Okay. Finley and Osprey. If I had to go in order, I'll cut on Saber be one, Osprey, Finley two, Naito, Hickler three, and then obviously Evil and Sonata did last. Basically, skip the Evil and Sonata, just watch the three I just said. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty much it is. It's like boom, boom, boom. <laughs> well, for ratings, Okada and Saber was nine, Finley and Saber was seven, Hickler and Naito was six, and then Evil and Sonata was like five, four. Yeah. Yeah, so let's hop over to the semifinals. Uh, Kazusuke Okada taking on defeating Evil made us happy, so we didn't have to see Evil going to the finals. But also upsetting because you texted me the results of this one, and you're like five out of ten. Yeah, kind of match a five out of ten. I'm just thinking to myself, not even thinking he's wrestling Evil. I'm like, he's gonna, he, he can't. <laughs> Boy, I did not know. It was, this was, I didn't care. I did not care about this match at all. Not yeah, good. Yeah. Just I so remember, much interference. I remember I sent that to you. You were like, 
what the fuck? I, I can hear your voice there. I'm like, oh, Sam's going to be like, why is he giving this a 5 out of 10? And then you text me when you watch, you're like, yeah, I can see why you gave it 5 out of 10. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Honestly, this... I'm gonna be honest. This is not as worse as that Texas Chainsaw crap from last night. Oh, uh, we could talk about that. Uh, well, we'll have to save that for uh, <laughs> you know, maybe we'll get you know, uh, end of the year podcast. Maybe we'll actually you know, speak dirty and you know, worst matches of 2023. Get everyone a chance to get their grievances out there. But good. Sorry, yeah, this one here, she's not good. 18, 18 minutes, like that. I feel like I was watching this for 18 years. <laughs> i forgot i forgot it was like it just felt forever and i'm working at the same time keep in mind i have my you know my second monitor on my monitor on top of my laptop so i'm working and it's up there I'm like, man what is going this is taking forever and then the pin finally happened and i'm like oh finally oh everybody you weren't the only one who we weren't the only ones who went crazy for okada one i mean oh, i think i probably well, you should have said Okada for the finals. Spoiler, I didn't pick him to go to the finals. <laughs> uh, but I, this one sucked, honestly. I like, if, I, if I'm if being honest, I like this one a little more than the Sonata one, but that's not much, much better. No, no, it is not. Um, but we won't talk about this one too much longer. Uh, we'll hop right over to, and we don't have to tell you the order. If you're to watch them, you're going to watch that match second. In this match, Tetsu United taking on Will Ospreay second. I mean, first. This was, this was. Banger after banger, banger after banger. <laughs> I, this how, okay, so when I said fuck you now earlier, so me and Sam, if people forgot, me and Sam had point, extra point on the line for whoever went to G1, Sam had shooter, but he got in, in block action. I had Osprey, so technically if I went, I would have took Sam's points, so. But thanks to Nido, I don't get the extra point. But I'm not mad, though. I wasn't mad. Oh, shit. But beat them in half an hour, which it was a quick 29 minutes. It was. It was. I I need to go back. And, for some reason, this one this one sticks out the most. This might be my favorite match from the finals. I don't know why. Um. It was beautiful. That's why they met last year in semifinals too. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't know. No, I did not. This twice, second year in the round, they met in the semifinals. And I'll tell you, Nido when we get to the finals. But yeah, so Nido beats him at 29. I like, man, some of the spots this match, like the Darnell D, that Spike Dosbray, the um, store. Oh, I can't say enough good things with this match. It went by quick, though. They were like, oh, it went 30 minutes. I was like, that was 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah, and that wasn't even the longest match of the tournament. Um, main event, we're going to hop right over to it because I think we just need to talk about it. Tetsuya. Oh my gosh, I'm usually on top of his name. Tetsuya Naito defeating Kazuchika Okada to become the current G1 champion, or G1 Climax winner, going on to the main event at the Tokyo Dome on January 4th. Man, this you've seen them both before. I don't really need to say much. These two, even if they were, and I was hoping somebody younger was going to win, but these are their top two guys. Somebody wants to tell me otherwise, that there's other top two guys they have? Nothing against Sonata. But these two are just workhorses. They are the face of the company currently. Um 
I was actually shocked because I avoided all spoilers. I thought Okada was taking it. I was like, yeah, Okada's just going to win this. And then when one, two, three, I was like, whoa. <laughs> whoa. Not what I expected. And he's also, this is his third uh, G1 Climax after the 2013 and the 2017. Remember what I said to you on the stream last night, Sam, about Naito? Yep. So people, everyone, what the fuck? So last night I told Sam on the Diamond Show Bar Check every Wednesday. So on August 13, 2017, he beat Omega to win his second G1. Fast forward six years later to the date, he beats Okada to win his third G1. I should have picked Naito, but whatever. But uh, these would never, never have a bad match. Yeah, these. What was your rating on this? Because this is this is a nine. Re- nine, yeah. This and Ethan might might be in agreement with me here. If you were to go back, because there was so many faults, there were so many times where you thought the match was going to end. It really got to the point, and this is something I think New Japan is really good at. They did this with a few matches in the finals here. Is they drag them out just enough, where then. You know, even my girlfriend who understands, you know, the, oh, it's, you know, predetermined, scripted, whatever you want to call it. It gets you to the point where you just don't know. And you're just like on your feet and you're like, this is, this is wild. This is insane. You know, this match I think was like that. Uh, the Will Ospreay, Tetsuya Naito match from the semifinals was like that. And I believe the Zack Sabre Jr. and the Okada match was like that. Those three matches for me were like that in the finals. Yeah. So if we're not talking about just block, I mean, out block, I think the highest I gave was Ishii and Kingston, 10 out of 10. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but out of, the, out of the knockout, yeah, just basically all the Osprey Nido matches. But Okada and Nido, I thought Okada had him a few times. Like, oh, for the for, fuck, Okada, you don't need it anymore. Uh, but Nido, I, Nido needs a Fisher story. Sorry, Cody. Um, uh, well, he wants to do the LJ call at Wrestle Kingdom, so let him do He tried to do it, but Kenta interrupted him last time. So, uh, and by the way, he has a challenger for his thing. He got challenged by Jeff Cobb. Wait a minute. Are you talking about Naito did? Yeah. He got challenged. Oh, wait a minute. I must, yeah, because remember must... when you win the G. So when they win the G1, I mean, Okada said fuck that last year because it's Okada. So most when you win the G1, if someone like beat you in their block, then you could challenge them to put the briefcase for their spot, wrestle kingdom on the line. And since Jeff Cobb's one of two that beat him, he challenged him for a spot at wrestle kingdom. So can only one person do that or can both of them do that? Uh, sometimes one, some motion, both of them get, so Shane Hayes is the other one who beat Nido. So take, but I mean, honestly, they're probably not going to bother with Shane Hayes. Honestly, they'll probably put him back in the tag team division. But yeah, so Cobb challenged them, and they had a good match in their block. I mean, you can catch all my reviews on the YouTube channel. Um, I would. I mean, you got plenty of time. I mean, both of them you could throw in there, and you could give them a chance to, you know, just throw them at. I mean, make them lose, but really show, you know, really build Naito up if he's going to the uh, the Tokyo Dome. He needs it. He needs it. Honestly, like if Sonata is going to the Kingdom, I mean. That may even kind of interest me, kind of, not really, to be honest with you, but I think Nido fucking needs to win it. I mean, I said, I told you probably, like, does Nido really need, technically no, but hey, I'd rather him over Okada, like both guys, but Okada don't need his 
he's wanted too many. He don't need it anymore. But uh. yeah, so those three matches definitely worth watching. I will ask now, since we're out of G one and now we're eyeballing. Let me see what we're looking at here. We're looking at. Do you know Osprey changes U.S. title to U.K. title? I didn't see that. That was another thing. That was, uh, and I know CM Punk. I think called him out on it too. I don't know if that's going to lead to anything. Oh fuck! But wouldn't be mad to see CM Punk challenge for this U.K. U.S. title at the Tokyo Dome. I can't. That'd be dope. But I I can't see it. And also, well, since Okada's not in the main event, Wrestle Kingdom, I got two opponents for you, Sam. And I'm gonna you. You probably thinking who I'm thinking. Uh, either Kid to Kimi again, which honestly I doubt, or Brian Danielson. Hmm. Or Osprey put oh, Osprey and Omega three. Oh, that's an interesting one. There we go. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, but focal point here. Um, looking at the landscape right now, we'll do some early predictions. How about that? Since this is this is a shorter show talking about the finals does sonata keep the title going to wrestle kingdom fuck it let's do it yeah yeah well i was trying to think i mean maybe he'll drop it to somebody else but Please then Robert god no evil <laughs> but also if it is naito and he retains his you know his briefcase does Naito win the title on January 4th. Yes. Yeah, I think I think in the long run, I think it makes sense because when was the last time Naito had a long, you know, a title run? Three years ago. Yeah, so he's had the t- it's been a while. You know, most of it's most of it's been what? Jay White? Jay White, Okada, Osprey Shingo, Abushi. Abushi, evil, yeah. Ugh. So maybe that, evil reign was garbage. Yeah, and how many times has he had that belt? IWGB title, he's held, oh fuck, like three or two or three times. Two to four around there. Yeah, I'm looking. I'm just kind of curious. He's held more wines. I know that. Three. He, he, his big thing, he held the uh, uh, Intercontinental title six times. Yes. Oh, yeah, because the last, I think his last two Intercontinental were um, with the IWGB. His last reign was with the IWGB title before they. Made a baby. Wasn't he the first one to have them both? Yeah, because they did double gold dash. Yeah, it was, I think, the first year that they did the Tokyo Dome two nights in a row. Yeah, because it was right before COVID. And then Abushi, I think, was Abushi was the last one. That and then 21. And then we had the IWG World Title for like two years, two and a half years now. Yeah, about that. About that. I'm just kind of like skimming through. Let's see. Naito won it. I remember Osprey was going to uh, tell me the UK title for a sec. I thought people thought he was going to bring back the Intercontinental title. I won't mind that, honestly. Should. Should. They because they, they should. should. Uh, I don't know why they dropped that belt. But um, regardless, it was a good it was a good, um, good tournament. Uh, even though Ethan and I didn't uh, get this one correct. Uh it was still good. Worth watching those three matches uh, from the finals. And then Block, I told y'all my Ethan Vicks were... All right, Sam, give me your MVP. Fuck it. MVP for this whole thing? Yeah. Oh, man, I gotta go back and look at... That's a good question. That was a good one, Ethan. I'm... Let me... Hold a second. 
And this is overall not each block person because that will be here all night. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at the card here. People who I thought. I found B block was way too predictable, honestly. What B block? Yeah. Yeah, no, that would that makes sense. Um D was kind of D was okay. Like there was a few like I think there was like three or four people that could have gone by. If I'm gonna pick somebody who I think stuck out, and maybe it's just because he's you know he's new, you know he just came back. Yoda Suji stuck out. To yes. Me. Um, oh my god! Out of the three Musketeers, I'll, when I looked online, he's the most one that everybody's talking about. Yeah, he um, he, Umino. We'll definitely headline the uh, the Tokyo Dome in the in the future. Oh, oh God, yeah. I like uh, Suji. I like him as a block with kid. They brought his twin brother out, and kid's like, "Fuck you, Suji." Walks over, "Fuck you, Suji." <laughs> yeah, but uh, this was good. We're gonna be um, we're gonna try to cover things probably during. What did I just say? Road to Destruction, probably after that. Sometime in October, do a little bit more coverage on that. But aside from that, if you guys don't already do so, um, all in, all out is coming out. Don't forget to follow our coverage there. We are on all streaming platforms. Don't forget to like, subscribe, tell people why Ship Studios and Above the Ring is the podcast that you're choosing and why they should listen to us as well. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to ship it. And as always, do not forget to join the Bedlam. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.